Um, because uh, the uh, title has in it uh, the theme of engaging community, my presentation is really more about people than it is uh, about the site itself. Um, and, and just making a basic point that that in this long, what Zaidan is saying, you know, from uh, we, uh, uh, 1974 is a very key year, as you saw, for the um, you know for the beginning of excavations in the Umar Jamal project. Um, but um, the the basic transition was from you know a several decades of not that many seasons but spread over a long time of stratigraphic excavation in which we didn't pay much attention directly in academic way to the community or even in you know in a any sort of integrative way although it did happen uh, and then after 2000 uh, the um, there was a radical transition towards uh, the theme of uh, site preservation and presentation through community engagement. So I just want to uh, kind of tell this story in terms of people. This is kind of a, you know, a, it's, it actually began in 1972, but in 1974 uh, was really the first excavation. Uh, and I just, and, and so this gets very personal, just as I already did with uh, Zaidan's introduction. Uh, here, I want you to look at my daughters, Tara and uh, Jenna, back in, uh, this is 1977, I think, uh, and, um, uh, and then see them come back later. Um, so, uh, in five minutes, a history of the stratigraphic excavations with every stratum explained in very great detail. Uh, we began field work with test trenches in 1974, as you can see here, uh, and sort of symbolically, the community is entirely absent. Um, the uh, work was begun in partnership with the then ACOR director, uh, Jim Sauer, so these are really great historic uh, people photographs, and you see Jim Sauer in a very characteristic uh, uh, you know, position on top of a pottery pail so he can get high enough to take the pre-excavation uh, photograph. Uh, and uh, here is the sort of classic excavation team. We, we uh, saw one similar in the first preservation with uh, uh, on the right, Hikmat Ta'ani, and on the left, uh, Auda from the Masaid, and the, the small uh, collection of staff members uh, in, uh, you know, in the aftermath of the excavation. Uh, the uh, stress was on stratigraphy. We wanted to unravel the archaeological history of Umar Jamal, as this is the goal of, of really uh, so many, if not you know, all of the work that we have done. Uh, and, uh, and so I'm showing you a photograph of a, a bulk being uh, recorded with a, a nice, probably Umayyad-era cobble floor in it. Uh, so the result of that over you know, a number of seasons going up to 1998 was that we managed to change the story of Umar Jamal from uh, having a reputation of being an Abitian and Roman site to having a very, very long stratigraphic history uh, and we added the Paleolithic to it, which uh, not many people really realize, but the report on it was published in Adage. Uh, the Nabataean and Roman period proved to appear only in fragments and in many inscriptions. 
uh, and um, the uh, key standing remains are Byzantine, and then we added to that, you know, the early Islamic period. So I have starred those, and then the aftermath of that is is really reuse of uh, those um, ruins. And interestingly, now. Um, whatever, you know, we do excavations incidental to preservation work, uh, but the focus is on those later periods, the Middle Islamic, Late Islamic, and modern. And lo and behold, the modern village, the community of the Masaid, has become a stratum in our archaeological analysis. Um, I think this is the including slide in, in this set, just the traditional uh, dig staff photo changed drastically over this period. Uh, you see mixed in uh, the, uh, uh, we started taking photographs in which the, uh, the local members of the team and the foreign members of the team ended up being totally intermixed and, uh, you know, at least socially integrated, even though they were not yet integrated in work function. Uh, and then I want to point out over here is my daughter Tara as a college archaeology student, um, you know, a number of years later from, you know, from that uh, first picture. Uh, so this is the story of the stratigraphic work at Umm al-Jamal from 1972 to uh, 1998. And, and that after that, I declared the project really over in terms of you know, new excavation, and uh, we are, have been and are in the publication process. Uh, but in the course of the first decade of the 2000s, we we reactivated the Umm al-Jamal project with the goal of site preservation and community engagement. So here you see the photograph of our uh, buttressing, really, of the, uh, the famous uh, double windows, which Zaidan, or, or someone asked the question, what is, the, yeah, you did, what is the major attraction of the site? You know, so at Umm al-Jamal, this has had to do, you know, this double window, which shows you the simplicity of, uh, um, you know, the uh, rural Byzantine uh, architecture. Uh, this work has really engaged the community. The, the people have become partners. And you can see the joy of achievement as he's putting this, this, these ceiling moldings back in our preservation uh, pro project and, uh, and restoring really the ceiling moldings in that circle. Aura makes the victory sign, you see. He's a participant in this. In fact, he, without him, I would not be able to do this kind of work or lead this kind of work. So we rely on members of the community for our success. Um, we still do excavation in the course of the preservation work. So, the, so our stratigraphic analysis continued. But what is different is two things. We have members of the community. Ahlam on, on the left is, in fact, an archaeology graduate. Uh, the um, Silva, the lady on the right, is not. She has been recruited to learn archaeology. Uh, and so we have uh, our team members now includes people from the community at the highest level. This is the point. At the highest level of, of our uh, project. Uh, and uh, gender. We have women. Not many, 
you know, not so much as at the Temple of the Winged Lion, but we have women and we're working very hard to increase women. Uh, other aspects of community engagement is, you know, has been teaching and training. This, by the way, is last year and this is a program begun by and funded by uh, UNESCO and uh, will hopefully, uh, hopefully continue. And I've never had so many, many of you know me as an enthusiastic tour guide on the site, but not, I have never had so much joy as teaching these women. And one of them came to me and she said, Abu Butros, I'm Abu Butros on Masaid, you know? Abu Butros, um, this is the third time I visited the site. She was like 40 years old. This is the third time I visited the antiquities. I never understood them, but now I do understand them. Thank you very much. Um, signage. Um, David talked about signage. We're uh, continuing the the sign style of the um, you know uh, introduced by Siaha uh, at Umul Jamal, and uh, the interpretive trail that we complete this year will have 15 signs on it. Two things about this. One, uh, we see this not only as a guide for tourists, which at Umal Jamal is very badly needed because the site is confusing to people who have no earlier introduction to it, so this will solve that problem. But this also will be a teaching device, a textbook for teaching the archaeological heritage to the local community, which will deliberately organize. We will do site tours, and this the reading assignment will be to read the Arab text of you know of these signs. Uh, and the other thing, secondly, these are uh, going to be locally manufactured. So we're taking the manufacturing process to the community. And the 15 signs we're completing this year will be done completely at Umal Jamal except the printing. But eventually we hope to be able to bring the printing, this expensive equipment, you know, also to Umal Jamal. And then this, this uh, mashal, this workshop, can export and do signage on demand throughout the country. Um, so here, this is kind of the, the concluding slide. Um, giving back to the community and receiving from the community. I symbolize this with the water reservoir totally filled. Uh, one of our plans is to preserve and at least restore at least a component of the, the very copious water supply system at Umal Jamal and return the water to the community for use in their gardens. Um, and reaping the benefits, here you see I don't know how to use the pointer. Uh, here you see school children. Last year, at the end of the, that training phase of the UNESCO program, uh, we had a, a community day in which the, uh, we had a drawing contest for children to draw, the, draw their antiquities. 80 children showed up. And now, I'm, I, I know what I'm doing wrong. Now, here you see surrounded by the children, the gray hairs, my wife Sally, and uh, Mulafak, and my daughter Jenna, who was the little girl, she's now nearly 50. Uh, day three are the judging committee, and this is why these children are all uh, uh, around. Uh, this is an interconnected family, not only mother and daughter, but virtually adopted son who has one daughter named after Sally and has another daughter named after Jenna. So community engagement involves 
establishing very strong, deep relationships. And so in Zaidan, the, the 40 years or so are an investment in this. Thank you. The next uh, part of this will be done by Jeff de Kock, who will talk about our eff efforts at uh, virtual uh, presentation. And Jeff de Kock represents Open Hand Studios, which does uh, uh, the, uh, the digital communication, design of, of, of signs, uh, website, and so on. And he's going to talk about the website. All right, thank you. Everyone, thanks to the organizers and the excellencies and the colleagues and the guests that are here. We appreciate the opportunity to share some of the work that we've been doing as, as part of the plan um, to, to protect, you know, to protect the past, to protect the site. Uh, as Bert's been talking about, it's to engage the community. And one of the ways that we do that is through, you know, digital communication, through uh, connecting people better. So I've, I've added one of the lines from uh, the summary of what this uh, conference was meant to be about. And at the very end, we're talking about how to better present sites. So we've attempted at Um Al Jamal to uh, set a, attempt to set a model for how best to share digitally the work of the site. So like uh, Bert has been saying, there's uh, excavation since 1972, and I'm going to run you through the, the website, the, the really digital home of all this, that shares all of that lengthy archaeology work. It is also a great tool, and what I'll spend more time sharing with you is about engaging with the community. So that's first the local community. It's a way of helping educate them. We do the tour guides. We have the education curriculum. I'll show that in a minute. Um, but also to help teach them what the site is all about, to connect to other academics, to connect to the global community, uh, and to be able to share in our education program with school children. We have an education program, uh, a booklet that is currently being translated and working its way through the approvals at the Ministry of Education. Uh, a way to share the site with the students of Jordan and the English version with the world. But for those that can't visit the site, as you'll see in a minute, we have a virtual tour and, and this very detailed website that would allow those that don't have the resources to still have a rather full uh, understanding and the visual presence of the site brought to them. So uh, here's, here's a, just one picture before I get to the website of an example of this happening. So we conducted uh, an oral history archive of the community. So we started really with some of the most prominent and the oldest people in the community. And we spent uh, field seasons while there was uh, you know, work going on in the site. There was work going on in the community where we were documenting their history, recording their stories, uh, and then have made you know, samples of all of this available on, on the website. So I'll, I'll jump over to the website here. Um, and, and I just want to run through this as, uh, and then as we hit the different sections, it can kind of explain how we're using this to connect all of those different audiences. So uh, we're not, we don't have the time, uh, but the whole purpose of a website is that if uh, I can thoroughly convince you here, uh, you can check it out when you go home tonight or after a few days rest from the conference here. Um, you know, go home and watch. We have over almost 30 videos currently on the website that uh, everything from sharing the history of the site, the work in the different field seasons, uh, and, and the stories of the community. So one of, uh, one of the first components going to that, that uh, stratigraphic work that Bert has been talking about, we have all of the information on the site 
from, from the beginning of all of the field seasons to all of the research that was conducted to our interpretations of that data. So you can, you can go to the uh, website and see every one of the excavations that we've done, including up to the work we're doing this year. And you know, by scrolling over, we have the list of all of the staff and participants in that website. So a way of, of keeping all of that, uh, you know, getting all that data out there. I won't be going through these, uh, but I can you know, show a few examples. De each page has details on all that different work that occurred, and, and most all of them have these detailed um, slideshows with, with a lot of the different images. I'm not sure if we're loading real well here with the connection here, but yeah, you can see uh, the inscriptions. We've, we've picked just highlights. We have our digital database that has everything uh, we, we currently are working through you know hundreds of thousands of photos uh, to make those you know all that we can public but you can see an example we've put the highlights of the major uh, inscriptions here for all to see um, uh, another you know perhaps the strongest resource that we have on the site um, you know we have uh, samples of our images from the aerial photography to everything on the ground, our GRS, our, our 3D modeling that's still in process, uh, the drawings of the different sites, the, the house plans and things like that. We also have this really wonderful section. Every article uh, written about Um al-Jamal that we have the right to, to publish or release is here in, in downloadable form. So all of these different articles are simply a quick click away from uh, being able to read and, and understand the history of the site. Obviously, we have a lot more publications than that out there, but we, you know, and as we get permission, we, you know, to, to take them out of their academic journals or wherever they may be, uh, we're trying to, to get them, you know, we'll, we're, we'll be putting them up there. Uh, we have a page on the findings. This is a bit, uh, basically, the interpretation of all of that work. What have we learned about the history, the environment, the religion, the society? What are the lessons learned from site conservation? And, and also sharing the stories of, of what we're um, doing there. We also have, uh, we'll skip this, we also have some interactive, this is an interactive timeline. Um, going through the history to kind of really teach uh, basic students those basic periods and Umm al-Jamal's role in them. As we talked, this is a goal of this site is community engagement, getting uh, the community involved in the site. So uh, obviously this is translatable. We have versions in Arabic as well as all of the, I don't know what are the Google Translate languages are up to, 70 some different languages. Uh, and we're going through, we, we finally have some funding this year to go through and, and really polish up all of the Arabic. Um, so here in the community section, you can learn about the people, you know, both the, the Masaid community that's there, as well as the past, the, the Druze community, of which one family still remains. Here, uh, I, I won't play the videos, but you know, the links to uh, a bunch of the different interviews. We have um, you know, the, the, the sheikh of the village, we have local community members, we have one of the, the last remaining Rababa players, both an interview with him and a recording of him uh, playing his, his music before he passed, which is a real, uh, a real great thing to have. We have videos on the different cultural things, the tea making, coffee, the, the, the local bread making culture. Um, the lintels, the tents, this was the, the families that were living on the site before they were moved off of the site to put the fence around it. We've studied, as Bert said, part of the occupation layer is the modern community, and so we have information on them. 
And uh, the information on the different cooperatives, got it, thank you, uh, on the different cooperatives that are going on, and this is a UNESCO-funded project that's happening, the water project that Bert mentioned. Uh, and then last here, the museum section where this is part of where we're trying to bring the site to, to as many people as possible. So you'll click here and you get directions to the site and recommendations on how to visit, where to find food, what other sites to visit on your, say, day tour or a weekend trip, uh, additional films, uh, interviews with archaeologists, scholars, uh, the, the same artifacts that we have currently held in storage um, in the uh, Mofrock Museum that will go into the, uh, the exhibit we're trying to put on site. Those are all here with uh, explanations. Um, and, and here, the downloadable, so if you want to see that curriculum we keep mentioning, uh, that is downloadable, uh, in, uh, free to use. It's all, it's all um, uh, open source, so you can read it, you can download it, people can start using it in their schools. As I said, the English versions are published and the, the Arabic versions are coming hopefully sometime this year. Um, and finally, the, the one of the sort of high-tech things we've done is we've done a 360-degree virtual tour of the site. So this is really for, for anyone who cannot visit the site. Uh, you can come and if, if we had the sound, uh, Bert DeVries is actually giving you a tour right now and you can, I, I don't think, if you listen really carefully, you can hear him. But and then you can do a, a 362, or or Bert could just lead us again right now. We we'd love to. So so I'll show one more. It's uh, it's 360 degrees. You can zoom in and, and see the details. Um, and you can sort of see the quality. You know, I can zoom in and and see that cross on the arch. Um, you know, really allows these amazing, you know, all, all the different views of the site from all of the major points, which mimic the signage that is going on the site. We have this sort of circular site trail, uh, and it, it, it brings you around the full site, uh, and you can do that digitally or if you are lucky enough to make it to the site. So that's the website, umeljamal.org. You can learn about uh, all you could possibly want to know and more. Uh, if you want to see the, the curriculum, includes uh, lesson plans for teachers of any age. Share that with any teachers that you know. Uh, and our current project uh, is an archive. We're going through our database of hundreds of thousands of images, and we are posting on Flickr uh, all of those, those images. I mean, we're, we're not, not every single one, but uh, all, sort of the best of, of all of those images. It'll probably be 60 or 70,000 images by it's done, and that process has been started this year. So those are all of the different uh, digital communication things we're doing to help bring people together to help preserve, uh, present, and protect the, the past of Umm al-Jamal. Uh, thank you both for your presentation and the opportunity that we had yesterday to go up to Umm al-Jamal was, uh, was really important. Tell us about the mayor um, and his role currently in the community engagement. The mayor, um, uh, Hassan Fahed, is a very enthusiastic supporter. And, uh, and so our teaching function uh, applies to the community and it applies to him. Uh, so uh, I think uh, what is representative here is that um, people do not really understand uh, the nature of an archaeological site in terms of questions like how can it be used and how do you preserve it 
why is reconstruction not appropriate for a building at Umm Jamal, where preservation is, and why is it true that when you preserve it, it still looks like a ruin? Uh, isn't that disappointing? Uh, it looks like nothing was done. You know, so we have to teach people this, and the mayor is learning this very rapidly, and he is able to raise money. He's developing the uh, community side of uh, um al Jamal to integrate with the visiting program that we are developing on the archaeology side of Umm al Jamal. So we've become really important partners. He calls Muwafaq five times a day, <laughs> and um, you know, and we are on call to be in his office instantly when he has a new scheme. He's a brilliant, imaginative, you know, uh, uh, volatile creator. So that's the mayor. Well, what you have done uh, to engage the uh, local community in your work is excellent. But I think this is a first step and has to be followed with a second step. The second step is marketing. We have now to, to sell the site for tourists and I uh, recommend that uh, the Department of Equities or the Ministry of uh, Tourism has to start such a step.